It's fine. The light is fine too. Oh my gosh, that brought back a memory of that jacket. Oh yeah, my mom bought me a jacket like that when I was six, about 16 or 16. Oh really? I wish I still had that jacket. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, good morning, Cassie. Good morning. How are y'all? All right. All is well. Amazing. Come on in. What's up, everyone? Welcome to church. We're gonna get started here in a few minutes. Welcome. Mike might come to you, so if it does, make sure you're holding it. Not too crazy. Don't be flipping it around, smacking it around. Speak loudly and clearly, please. Uh, we'll get started here in a second. Make sure you silence your cell phones, please, for us. No food or drinks. Bathrooms through that doorway to the left. And we're set. Thanks, guys. We'll get started here in a moment. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Amazing. So remember to make small talk. Make small talk, make small talk, make small talk. Make small talk. Don't be obnoxious, guys. Just be entertaining. Why people always trying to control the blacks? You know what I've noticed, Jesse? What? About you is that I've been going back because I've watched all the recent, all your recent material across the board. Yes. So I've been going back like 10 years. Amazing. So, and your message is still exactly the same. It's like that message could be right now. The truth doesn't change, that's why. Yeah. I know. It's, it stays the same. No matter how people change, the truth stays the same. I know, but I've never met a pastor like that before. Most pastors that I know of, if you go back, oh, yeah. they, will, they will even say that they, you know, changed on this doctrine or that doctrine. About 20 seconds or so. That's amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Nice. Y'all don't like us? <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and I can respond to the um, questions or comment. Hey, we'll make sure I get them, and I will respond. Uh, a couple. Oh, good morning, y'all. Good morning. How's everybody? Well. So a couple things. Happy. Affirmative Asher ending. <laughs> happy 4th of July. And happy White History Month. We got a lot going on in July. <laughs> July just feels white. <laughs> anyway, before I get rolling, any questions or comments or anything? Well, we can go home now. <laughs> No situations. Anybody had a life this week? Well, we could go home then. We just take up the offering and go home. Um, Doug, did you learn anything about yourself this week that you didn't realize before? I learned that 
anytime I'm put in this position right here, someone wants me to speak in front of people or someone just comes up to me and I, you know, I got to speak to them or whatever, I tend to Is go in a trance. Oh, yeah, it's just kind of quiet. Yeah, speak up. No, you speak scared? Up. I'm yelling. Uh, How loud do I got to be? Black loud. Let me step in. <laughs> let me step into the room. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Pretty much any time I got to speak in front of people or whatever, I, I notice that I tend to go into a trance. And I'm not really... paying attention or I'm not aware I'm just talking it's kind of interesting are you in a trance right now no not this time so you because you were aware of it you knew you were going to speak yeah. of it so why don't you practice being aware I, I, I'm tr I am trying to practice being aware I just didn't realize that I was going in a trance every time oh okay I mean I, I do try to keep my body with my, my mind and my body in the same spot but I just kind of saw that this this last few weeks. Nice. Uh, face it and get past it. Yeah. You just keep being aware. Anybody else? Anything else? There? Anyone else? Okay. So y'all came. Yes, Raymond. Y'all came to be taught. Okay. Just want to let let you know that despite when I learned that despite everything I and I may be smart as a lot of people think but to be honest every time I say something smart I always feel dumb yeah you look pretty dumb too yes, thank you. no I'll play <laughs> but, but why do you feel dumb because I because I realize that I still have a lot to learn and understand about myself do you think you're smart no I don't you think you're dumb Yes, I do, and a lot of things. Amazing. But why think you're dumb? Because if you think you're dumb, you're going to think you need to be smart. But if you didn't think either way, you would have to worry either way. Why not do it that way? So I shouldn't judge myself whether I'm smart or I'm done. That's right. Thank you. Anyone that judges themselves is a divided person and an unhappy person, not a whole person. So don't think of yourself as dumb or smart. Uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. I want to talk to a young man in the white shirt behind. Uh, are you, did you know you were your own world? Uh, you are the world? I believe I'm pretty aware of that before coming here, yes. And what does that mean, you are the world? Uh, basically, you are your own being first. Yeah. Uh, anything that you come across in your life uh, is a product of what you handled or didn't handle internally and you know everything starts internally and then it leads to the external so nice and have you gone to forgive me this your first time here it's my first time here yes. oh what's your name uh rosalio hey rosalio hola <laughs> um <laughs> um have you gone and forgiven your mother uh yes i have oh good man how did that go uh it went pretty pretty decent i would say she yelled at you? Uh, no, not really. Um, she kind of made some faces, but other than that, yeah. she was pretty accepting of it. Were you afraid? Uh, in the moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I what was. were you afraid of? Uh, I guess I would say like some type of backlash or, or hurting her more. 
Uh, let me rephrase that. I was more afraid of hurting her rather than what would come to me. And how can you hurt her? Uh, well, I can't. I know now that I can't. But what were, how, how, what were you afraid of, of hurting her? How at the time? Uh, maybe just the words that were coming out or how she might take it. Oh, I see. Yeah. And you didn't want to hurt her feelings? Um, no, but I have been keeping up with you. And it's just like, you know, like you say, you got to go through it. Yeah. Rather than avoid it. Nice. And how about your father? Uh, he's passed, but... Oh, man. To, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Nice. Any questions about anything? Um, nothing so far. Okay. You know, I was... Um, they, in the affirmative action, the U.S. Supreme Court, and to me, it was one of the best things that's ever done for America. Because it says to me that now you have to earn your own way. And one thing that made America great is that you have to, each individual had to earn their own way to become their best. And when they became their best, they made America the best. But then what affirmative action does, it takes away from that. And it says to you, you don't have to be your best. And we'll just take you pathetic. You can be pathetic. And as a result, the country is pathetic. When I was growing up, we were taught, without saying it, we were taught we had to be our best. You got to work hard. You got to take care of yourself. You got to treat people the way that you would like to be treated. And so uh, there are people out there now that are upset that they turn, took affirmative action away based on color or anything like that. And I was thinking how evil human beings are. Human beings are evil to the core. And the human suffering is mind-blowing to me. I had no idea the depths of human suffering until I started to wake up and overcome and really see what was happening in me and I can see it inside of others. That's what's gonna happen with you. When you overcome you, you're gonna see exactly what's going on with others. And the beauty is you won't hate them for what you see. It will be impossible to get angry at them. It will be impossible to hate. And I was watching how the media treat each other, how the media treat the government, and how the government treat the people. All lies and just lie, 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 and just everything, right? But I, I realized everybody, every human being treat each other the same way. You're nasty and mean and jealous and envious and strifeful and judgmental and have fear and doubt. And it's crazy the way it is. And what's so crazy about it there are human beings that go out in families or anywhere and try to inflict their misery upon others because it's not enough for them to be miserable. They got to get false life by inflicting them on others. I met with uh, uh, some people yesterday, and these people, about four or five, maybe seven of them, men and women, and they were like real close people, they thought. Family member, not my family, but family members. And the way that they talked to each other and the way that they treated each other, I could, I could believe it now. I would not have been able to believe it before. They were nasty with one another. 
they were, they had tried to deliberately hurt one another. And what the father and the mother had done to the children was mind blowing. The kid was crying and all messed up. And, and what I realized is that it came from their own world. They think that what they're feeling, their misery, their insecurity, their fear, their shyness, they think that it's from somebody else, but it's really in their own world. It's in them, it's not out there. It's inside of you. And yes, it's out there um, in, in that it's inside of other people, but it's inside of you. Everything that you are is inside of you. And human beings are evil. I had no idea that human beings are evil. And they were trying to get something from each other all of this time that neither had to give. And I was thinking this morning, they were trying to get love. They were trying to get appreciation. Because they were like, oh, you don't appreciate me. And the wife like, you don't appreciate me. And they were going back and forth. You, you loved me when we first met, the, the wife, saying this to the husband. And the husband was like, well, I thought you loved me. And they both hate each other. They hate each other. And I'm looking at uh, the kids just trembling in fear. But they didn't care. The parents did not care at all. They could care less how the kids were feeling. And then they were blaming each other about the way the children were feeling not seeing that they had done that to the children, recreating that image over and over again. And, but what I realized, I said to them when we were ending the meeting, I'm like, look at, y'all trying to get something from someone that they literally don't have to give. There is not one person walking this earth that have anything to give you. And there is not one person walking this earth that's not thinking of themselves, they can care less about you. If you really examine yourself, everything you tried to get from, everything you were trying to give someone else, it was always about you getting something back. You have never given anyone anything without expecting something back. Even if you were not aware that you wanted something back. If, if you wanted, you gave someone a gift, you expect them to say thank you. If they didn't say thank you, you're going to talk about them. They're ungrateful. <laughs> I don't never give you nothing else. Or you want a feeling from it. So if you give somebody something, you look at them so you can get a nice smile. You can see them feeling good about it so that you can feel good about it. But if you look at them and you notice that they didn't feel good about the gift, you wouldn't feel good about giving it. But if you had no ego, no selfish motive, whatever their reaction was, it wouldn't bother you at all because it was something you just gave to them expecting nothing back in return. And that's how we're supposed to live. So when you get mad because someone is not doing it your way or acting the way you want them to act or giving some back, the problem is not with them, it's with you. It's really with you. Nobody has nothing to give. And in all honesty, you don't need anything from anyone. You just think that you do. You really, it's all in the mind. And the only way that you go, man, it's, it's nasty world out there. 
I've been fortunate enough to talk to a lot of people over the last 33 years now or so, and uh, around the world, and it's the same spirit, it's the same hate everywhere. Rarely do I run up on somebody that have real love. And there are several people who start out, they hear the message of forgiveness, they hear the message of go and forgive your mama, and they do it, but they don't hang in there and overcome. They're like, oh, this is taking too long. This is not going to work. This is too hard. Or this is that. And they'll walk away from it. And then there are some just come and just hear the message and walk away. But there are few that hang in there with it anyway. One or two that really want to overcome the fallen state. And they, they are the ones that suffer through it. They see it through. And I have to honestly tell you, there's no way around dying. Your ego have to die. You're never going to be free until your ego die. And you're not going to know where you are with the ego thing until you let things happen, until you let life happen. And then see how you feel about it. Watch that ego nature. You got to let it happen. And if you get mad or glad, you get sad or lonely, if you get this, you got to feel it and let it happen. And I've come to realize that there is layers and layers of hell in us. It's, it's not, you know, when you first wake up, you think you're going to your mama and you're just going to forgive and then you're going to be free. What happened is you are free in that you now have the spirit of God to work on your behalf. Prior to that, you didn't have him. You only had evil because you're not forgiven. But when you go and forgive, you got to let, let him work on your behalf because it's spiritual. And you got you to gotta, don't quit. I don't care who else quit. Do not quit. And it's real, real, it's a painful ego death only because you think that is you. If you knew for sure that it wasn't you, that all this stuff you think and feel are not you, you could die just like that spiritually. But because it's so deep in there, you've identified with it so much, um, you're not, it's painful to overcome, so a lot of people give up. Do not quit. Do not quit. Because when you quit, you're just going to get deeper into hell. May God have mercy on the soul that turn away from the light. And each human being, every human being, there's not one. Everyone you see in your world, everyone you see when you're moving about, just know they are in hell. And these people, they had money, they were doing well financially, they had their little degrees. It looked like they had it all, but inwardly they're miserable trying to get some, and they realized the paperwork didn't even pay off. They paid buku money for a degree, and they are still miserable. Can't live together. You got to live with one another about not wanting anything from each other. <clears throat> and they both admitted that, and not just them, some others in the room, that they couldn't believe that they were trying to hurt other people and by gossiping or revenge or trying to get something, they didn't realize that they were really doing that to other people. They thought it was the right thing, right thing to do. 
And then when they examine themselves, they see that they're worse than the person that they're trying to hurt or the people they were trying to hurt. The people that are trying to hurt you are worse than the people that they're trying to hurt. Really. But you could be free, but you got to go through the layers and layers and layers of hell of evil spirit has made a home in your identity. So when somebody hurt you, just know, you have to say it to yourself, that's not me that's feeling this. Those are not my thoughts. You gotta defy the devil. You gotta say to him, no, that's not me. It's really not you. You are possessed by the spirit and of the devil. It's not you at all. And you got to start, you must stop running. You got to run to the fear and not away from the fear. You got to run to the depression and not away from the depression. You got to run to the lonely. Let yourself be lonely. Be lonely. Just let yourself be lonely, at least for a day. It's going to look like you're dying in loneliness. But let it be and let yourself go through it. Don't turn on the TV, the radio, or anything until you get past that spirit of loneliness. And then you will see that that was never you. You're like, wow, I thought that was me feeling lonely. It was never you. I thought that was me telling myself I need to turn the TV on because I just can't handle it. The average person cannot handle sitting quiet and staring at the devil. You can't handle it. Meaning staring at your thoughts. It is overwhelming. It is death. Christ had to go through it. Christ rose and then he died. We got to do the same thing. So when you see that you need to forgive your parents, especially mama, go and forgive them. That's the beginning, really, of life. But not being aware, because Satan tell you, oh, once you go and forgive, you're going to be free. That's a lie. The, you, the real you have to die. And I honestly, I honestly want you to know there's not one human being that you can blame for your situation. There's not one. I don't care what has happened to you. There's not one. Except our parents, they let us down by not being spiritually right. They were of their father, the devil, too, so they passed it on. But once you see that and you go and forgive, whatever you feel, whatever you think, there's not one thing, one person that you can blame. Okay, you can be raped. You can be beat up. You told Hoppo to beat me. You can be robbed, whatever. You could be a murderer. You're to blame for being a murderer. Nobody else is to blame. And the interesting thing about this whole thing, and you'll see it if you stay with it, we are all possessed. It's not even us. And most people don't believe in spirits, right? In demons and things. But demons are a lie. The devil dwells in human beings. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so much misery on this earth. Everybody's miserable. There's not one, except a few who are starting to overcome, that has perfect peace. And perfect peace is forever. It doesn't disappear. It's not based on anything or anyone. It's not based on, you can't have perfect peace. Don't let anyone tell you that they can't, you can't. Anyone that says you can't have perfect peace is evil.
Anyone that's telling you Jesus is God is evil. Anyone that tells you that they are nice, oh, I'm a nice person, they are evil. They are evil. Anyone that say, oh, I'm so shy, well, they're telling you without realizing, I'm so evil. All that stuff is of the devil. That's not freedom. Anyone that has fear, anyone that lacks patience, anyone that has anger, Satan is your daddy. And he's ruling your life. And you're trying to get it. I, man, I heard some horrors. I mean, the devil is nasty, too. Mean and nasty. Your own family member, mean and nasty. Why do you think they build an army for you? Why do you think against you? Why do you think they don't pray for you? When you look and see what's going on in the media and in government and in Hollywood and stuff, you're doing the same thing. But you don't think you're doing it. You think that they're doing it, but you're not doing it. Hollywood people treat each other horribly. All for a part in a TV show or something. All to be into a movie. They treat each other the same way everybody else treats each other. You may be fighting for a piece of cornbread, but they're fighting for a, a role in a movie. But it's the same. Yeah. It's the same spirit, just fighting for a different thing. And then they're miserable. They got all that money. And I've spoken to a lot of them. They have all that money, but they're as unhappy as you are. That's why they are killed to be on a film, to be on a red carpet and all that mess. It's a false ego feeling. But you could die from this and be free. But you got to face it in you. You are your world. You are the world. Control your world, you could be free. Overcome in your world, you could be free. And, and no matter what, I was talking to a friend yesterday, and we were talking about, I think he was telling me something like, all this stuff that's going on in the world, it looked like a setup. Or something like that. Yeah, what did you say about that? I was just saying, I think I was just saying, don't you think that eventually it's going to come to violence? Oh, yeah. That's what he asked. And the reason you asked that was what? Because I don't know that I see people trying to get their lives right. I mean, I, I do to some degree, right? But A handful. It appears that the majority are going are out of their mind and I don't it, even the people on the right yeah they see the churches so and non-churches alike yeah they're angry they're mean they do mean things they you know they're doing the, when you look at it they're doing almost the exact same thing or in at times the exact same thing as what we would say the opposite is doing yeah it is. It's the same thing. And that's why they love arguing with one another because both sides are wrong. And they love arguing with one another so they can feel like they're right. But they're wrong. Because when you're right, you don't have to argue about it. Why do you need to argue if you're right? You only need to argue if you're wrong. If you're right, there's no argument there. You're not going to fight with the devil. And I was telling the, the big devil want a war. They want us to fight one another. They literally want us to fight one another because anyone with ego want to control and they want to control. Just like in your world, you want to control somebody. Every human being with egos want to control. That's why you try to get what you want. 
you want to control. And so they want us fighting. Just think about this. Human beings are fighting over race. You know you gotta be crazy. <laughs> my color is better than your color. Your color made my color suffer. My color this, now you gotta cater to, now just, ain't that like dumb? Yeah. You ain't got nothing to do with being black or white or anything. You came here that way. And it's just color on a wall because you're not even your body. They got human beings seriously fighting over color. Smoke on that one. You gotta be crazy to have an argument with any human being about who is the best when it comes to color. So if the next person say, oh, well, we're the best. Oh, okay, you can have it. And see what happens. Stop arguing with the devil. And they want us fighting, so they, while we're fighting, they're taking away all our rights. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing. They're not just sitting back there watching the fight. They're letting you do the fight while they're getting more perceived power. And that's what happens in these homes. That's what happens in relationships. That's what happens in so-called friendship. While you're fighting, they're controlling you. They have power over you. Why don't you wake up? Aren't you tired of being miserable? So stop the fight. Don't fight with your wife. Don't fight with your girlfriends. Don't fight with your friends. Don't fight with your enemies. Don't fight with the devil inside of you. And see how they'll disappear. They got, they got to go fight with somebody. They'll feel stupid and they'll go find some other idiot to fight with. There's a guy that called my show. He said he loved arguing. And so he called my show to argue. I'm not arguing with that idiot. What the? I know better now. Normally I would argue with him a little bit. But <laughs> there's nothing to argue about. Stop the argument. You are your world. Take control over your world. You are the world. Each individual, you are the world. And I know this because I used to be a beta. I know what it is to be a beta. I was afraid of women. I couldn't speak up to women. The only thing I didn't do that the other silly men are doing is spending their money on a woman. <laughs> I never spent my money on a woman. <laughs> nice. And one time I mentioned she asked me for a quarter when we were in high school. And she was so cute too. <laughs> and we were just so I dating and everything. And she asked for a quarter to buy some bubble gum from the bubble gum machine. And we were like, what, 10th and 11th grade. And I thought, oh, she just want my money. <laughs> and I dumped her. <laughs> we broke up. She laughed about that now. We weren't taught to get, well, this doesn't make sense to give you a girlfriend your money. Buy her clothes and diamonds and, and take her on trips. And you got to be a, may I borrow this word, a stone fool. You got to be out of your mind. It ain't worth it. And she know you're out of your mind because she's thinking, wow, I can get this money from this idiot. I'm not even his wife. You shouldn't even spend that kind of money on your wife. But especially on a girlfriend. Guys, how many of you spend a lot of money on a woman already? Just two, three, four, everybody being honest. Four. Beforehand. I just want to know, and then I, I want to wind this down. I want to get to the biblical question. What made you think before that you should spend money on a girlfriend? Uh, 
Uh, at the time, I was making really good money, and I thought, like, hey, you know, it doesn't hurt to spoil her. That's what I thought. <laughs> it hurts now. The devil <laughs> made a fool out of you. The devil was like, oh, you got uh, a lot of money. Question, Jesse. Spend, uh, I don't know if I handled the situation correctly. Uh, one of my neighbors, and uh, he's from Nicaragua, and I'm saying that because I want to hear you say it. Um, uh, but and, and um, but he saw me. He saw me putting the the, Amer the American flag on my truck. Just uh, I just put it on my truck, and he's like, "Why do you Why do you Why do you care? Why do you fly that flag when you're Mexican?" And all I said, "Oh, I love this country." And he went on this rant, and I was just listening, sitting, just like outside, sitting on my truck bed. I'm like, "Oh, that's that's nice." And I was like, oh, I, "That that's nice." Like, okay, cool. And he got mad at me. Because I didn't, I didn't respond like why, why I love America. Stop responding. Yeah, and really? so he just looked at me and he got mad. Yeah, and he went to go or talk to my other neighbor and he's like, yeah, look at this dumbass. He's over here. He doesn't well, have nothing to say. We he, are in he, church. He loves America because he's stupid. And in my head, I'm like, dude, like I, in my head, there's two voices where it's like, don't you look like an ish, like because you didn't say anything. But I'm like, that's what the devil tell you. You look weak. Yeah. You're letting somebody talk to you that way. Yeah, but then it's I, all ego. Let them talk to you however you want. Yeah. I don't care. And then, and then after I, I, I let I let it go, and I, I had this this. I was just sitting there like watching him tell me like I'm stupid, I'm this, and in that in that thing, I just felt like I was like, okay, like you know, you don't even know, like you don't even know what, right. what that that you know, the devil's trying to make us argue. I, all I said was, oh, because I love America. Like that's. That's right. That's all he said. And while and and when you've been attacked like that, you should you and I and everyone can keep you should let this mouth be running and the other person right let them say what they want to say. But you're watching inside how you're feeling about it. Yeah. If you're feeling anger, or if you're feeling fear, or do you feel embarrassed, or do you feel shy, you're quietly watching that, and the light of God is destroying the darkness, and you will see that that was never you. So that situation, let it happen so that you can see what's going on with you because sometimes we're blind to ourselves and we protect the devil by protecting ourselves from situations. You can't do that if you want to see what's going on inside of you. And when you see what's going on inside of you, don't blame the other person for it. That's not them. They had nothing to do with it. It's evil. You are possessed. So let that happen, and that's what it means to die daily. Die daily. To die daily. So, do you, would from your perspective, did I handle the situation correctly? Based on what you said, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I just, just watch it. Don't blame them for what you no. feel. Yeah, I just at first I did feel I was I wanted to say something. I was I was gonna blow off, but I'm like you know what like this. As I was just sitting, as he was running his mouth, I just felt like this. This piece, like, okay, like it's, that's right. That, that's what that's, that's fine. And to add to that, it's not them. The person that's yelling at you, if you're blind to what's happening inside of you, you're going to think that you're going to think that it's them. But when you can see what's going on in you, you're going to see that it's not them that's carrying on like that. Right. They're possessed and they don't know it. And seeing it, you won't judge them. You will not judge them. And you may have to speak up about something. That means just totally shut down. You have to speak up. But don't argue. And I want you guys 
and ladies too in, in, these, in the case, in your relationships, your marriages and things like that, the next time your wife or your husband try to argue with you, shut down and don't argue. Just don't argue. Just look at her. And she, and she or he gonna have a fit. You don't love me, you just sitting there. She gonna run up and down the room. She gonna throw the cat out the window. Or he try to get a reaction from you. The devil need a reaction inside you and outside of you, inside of others. So next time y'all fight with your little girlfriends or husbands and wives, just sit there and look at them carrying on. I'm going on, I'm leaving. I'm going to mama house. Okay, bye. <laughs> Stop feeding the devil. You can live, and as I was saying to Doug yesterday, all this hell that's going on out there inside of others, it's happening in you too. But you can overcome it and you'll be able to freely live in this hell world around you, this world. It'll be going crazy. Men will be wearing dresses, women will be wearing pantsuits, and you walk up down the road and you're like, oh, that looks like a man in a dress. What the? But you would be moved by it. And you, did, and you would know that that person is possessed. He would be, have to be possessed to have on a dress, a dress outside. I was looking at, I was flipping through the TV and I see some of those reality shows. Y'all ever seen that? I didn't watch them because so I, I cannot. But those men, those women, how they dress all up with long hair and eyebrows and fingernails and dress, and they acting all crazy. I'm like, wow, they act just like the drag queen men. I can't tell them who started the style first, those women or the drag queens. It's the same spirit. We got to wake up spiritually and overcome the world. God made it where you can live in, and this is a hell on earth, but the hell is in the individual. And everybody got hell in them. There's not one. Everybody must be born of the Father. There's not one person that don't have hell in them. There's not one. So just know when you're out there about everybody at work, look at them and say, oh, they got hell in them. I wonder what it is. <laughs> they have hell in them. And when that hell come out, because you worked on yourself, you'll be ready for the hell in others. It won't move you. God, God is watching over us. He loves us. He just wants us to relax and welcome the truth to come in. And as long as you're fighting, you can't welcome the truth. You won't welcome the truth. That makes sense? Yes. Okay, right here. Oh, first let me do the, the guy in the white shirt. Do you mind being on camera? Sure, why not? Come up and tell us about you. Oh, on the stage? Yeah. Nah, I don't want to. Ooh. <laughs> hey, why, why don't you right now? Why not? Don't Take the mic for me. Is this a good one? Why do I want to be on the camera? I'm sorry. What's the question? Do you mind being on camera? I don't really want to. You don't really want to? And yeah, why not? I don't not? want to be on the stage. I don't want to and, and why not? Just don't want to be on camera. When I invited you, uh, what was your first thoughts and feeling? Just don't want to be live on camera. And, and why not? Because I'm, I'm a pussy, you know? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that he a, a cat. <laughs> and <laughs> Are you a millennial or something? 
How old are you? 25. Yeah, he was, is he, huh? Oh, no wonder. He went and took it all the way home. <laughs> uh, and what are you afraid of coming just, up? No, no, I just don't want to, I just don't want to be on camera, you know. And, but you feel like a cat. Forever, you know? I'm sorry? Yeah, I feel like a cat. And so, <laughs> <laughs> how will you overcome that if you don't face it? In slower steps. How slow? Just, I don't know, like this is like live on camera, on YouTube, it's there forever, you know. Oh. Um, and so you have fear. Yeah. Do you know fear is abnormal? Yeah. So you got to start facing the fear in you so you can face it outside of you, inside of others. That make sense? Yep. And when you say you want to take a slow step, what is a slow step? <clears throat> Not live on YouTube, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you can walk very slowly. <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. I just wanted to see that's what that's an example of facing the fear that's inside of you. And that's what Doug was talking about when he has to speak public, the moment he go unconscious, stuff like that. But you got to do it so you can become aware. And then you would no longer have fear. God does not give us a spirit of fear. But everyone has it in one form or another. It will never, it's like going to tell mama, I'm sorry for resenting you. Have you faced your mother yet? 100%. Oh, you went to her? A few years ago, yeah. How did it go? Good. Were you afraid? Yeah, for sure. And, but you faced it, right? I did. And then the fear left, right? In the moment, yeah. With that, that fear left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if you were to not to be afraid to walk up and let anyone see you and talk on camera, that'll face too, and then you start to do great things. Yeah. The fear is holding you back. For sure. And that's the devil. You love the devil? Definitely not. <laughs> you do? No, no, definitely not. Uh, so why don't you face him? In different ways, yeah. In different ways. Yeah, yeah. In your ways, not the way opportunities that comes. Just, just not live on YouTube. You know? uh, <laughs> okay. I got one other I want to test. Yes, ma'am. But that's what you got to face it. When I first started Bond, I had no idea what I was doing. And I still don't. I really don't. I'm just taking it one step at a time, one day at a time. And I had so much fear in that first meeting, and even the second, third, fourth, or fifth meeting, because I didn't understand fear at the time. I didn't know I had to die from the ego, right? And I, and I would say to myself, I'm not going back. Forget this, I ain't going back. And I would tell friends about, I'm not, I'm done with it, I can't handle that. And I was so afraid, and I remember driving out of the parking lot, I was hoping no one would be standing so they could see me get in my car. I wanted to dig a hole and jump in and pull the ground back over me. I was trembling with fear. Because I, I was just starting out, I didn't know fear, what it meant, and no one told me. I didn't know it wasn't me. But then Sunday would come just like that again. I'm like, Lord, I had to go back on the people would come in, they didn't know, right? And I just stay with it, and I don't have any fear at all. Zero fear. Because God would take the spirit of fear away from you if you face the situation. And don't be angry. 
You could be free, I promise you. I'm in black and dumb as a doorknob, but I have perfect peace because I've been working on me. I keep my eyes on myself. When situations come, I'm looking to see what I'm thinking about, how I feel about it on the inside, because the solution to the situation is to face it. And when you get the solution, it's over with. You understand what it is. So you got to really, really, there are so many deep layers of evil inside of you. You got to stay patient, stay with the light until it's gone and it will disappear. That makes sense? Yes. It's not you. Nobody else can make you angry if you don't have anger. The spirit is already in you, in here, and in the emotion, and it's you, it's not someone else's fault. Yes, ma'am. You're kind of talking about it right now a little bit, but um, when you were talking about the ego earlier and how it's um, hard and it's painful, and I know what you're describing and I know what you're talking about, but I'm wondering, if it has to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. If we knew that we were not our thoughts, those thoughts and feelings, it would be over. Yeah. If we knew that, if we only knew that, if we, if we could get rid of all of our identities and ideas and never labor ourselves again, we could be free right now. You could walk out of the room. We shouldn't put labels on ourselves. But we've done that all our lives. And so we didn't, but we didn't know at the time, and we think that that's who we are, and that's what has to die, the labels. Yeah, it's interesting because when I think about like before, when I was really angry, and I believe that there really wasn't, there is no end to human suffering. Really, it seemed until I forgave, and then I realized that there is. There is an end to human suffering. There, there. Why you live? And whenever I I deal with things in my own life. Um, I see things and I'm learning as I go, but they almost have no weight to them because I understand that um, the devil really doesn't have any power. And so when I see these things in my and how I understand them and how I see them, I can deal with it that way because I yeah. understand that there's no weight to it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I deal with things and I go through stuff, but it doesn't feel heavy and it doesn't sink in me anymore. Because the devil has no power. That's why you got to, uh, don't let him bluff you. The devil loves to bluff you. He'll tell you, oh, don't go on that stage. He'll be on YouTube for life. <laughs> or he'll tell you, oh, don't face your mama. You may hurt your mama. Or your mama might get mad. Or he'll tell you, don't leave your husband. You leave your husband, how are you going to make it? Or when you get home and you're all by yourself and no one is around, you're going to be lonely. You better turn the TV on. You're going to be lonely. You better go eat so you don't feel that aloneness, that loneliness. Don't let him bluff you. He has no power. You got to look at him. And that's all you need to do is look at the devil talking to you. And then it's the light of God that is shining on the darkness and he will destroy it. He would destroy the dark. There's an end to suffering. You don't have to suffer. As a matter of fact, you are not suffering, to be honest with you. It's not you that's feeling the pain, but you think you is your pain. 
because it's in the mind and body. But I can honestly tell you, you are not suffering at all. It's these fake identities you have about yourself. What are they going to think? What is she going to think? If I don't spend my money on her, she might leave me. Or if I don't get up and cook his dinner, he may leave me. Don't let the devil bluff you anymore. You could be free. Stop fighting. Stop the war. Lay down your weapon. And let the Lord fight your battle. Let the light of God, he loves us, and he just wants us to welcome us, him down into us so he can fight our battle for us. Everybody's miserable. Anyway, I saw some hands here and then Sean. Yes. Oh, um, yeah, I was going to ask, uh, I guess previously, the topic before this one. When somebody, uh, when they don't see that they're being in their ego, and you're just trying to talk to them, and they get upset, right? and then you tell them, like, that's not what I mean, but this is what I'm trying to present to you, right? And it might be like, uh, I guess the issue I'm bringing up is like, am I wrong for finding something wrong in that? Or when I say like, hey, this is, I'm observing over and over and over that this is affecting me in a negative way. And now I'm bringing it up to you, but you're becoming angry or upset instead of listening or hearing me out. Well, don't like, try. Am I am I wrong? Like when I bring it up, and like you know, when the person says like I don't, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like I don't care about that. I don't want to talk about it, and I let it go. Like, at what point did I do something possibly wrong? This is I, I'm only concerned about myself. I don't care about what as they long think. as you're not trying to impose it on anyone. Uh huh. Uh, you, you can mention it to them, and yeah. they say no, I don't want to hear. It. I'm fine yeah. with that. Fine. You just wish them well right. and move on with your life. Right, right. Don't try to impose it. Don't get angry because they don't want to hear it. Right. Don't get angry because they, they are not ready to change. The average person is not ready for a change. Right. It's hard to find people who are truly ready to change. But, but to it, go from the old nature to the new nature. What we need is more than just a change of mind. We need a, a change of nature. Uh -huh. From the abnormal nature to the normal nature, which is of God. But if that person had uh, themselves a good point, right? And then we both aren't angry at each other. Is, has anything at all actually transpired that was wrong? <laughs> if you, if, as long as you are not angry at the person. I'm not angry. The yeah. person's not angry. And it just ends. And that and it just ends right there. And it's... It, uh, well, I don't know that situation, but it sounds fine to me. What uh, the? Me too. Yeah. Um, thank you, Jesse. Yes, sir. Yes, Sean. Um, when you're like watching the, the thoughts and you're watching like the fear that's inside of you, and um, you think you're watching it closely, and then you're like watching it, watching it, and then you're slowly just gradually watching it overtake you, and then you're watching yourself overreact to it. Like, where 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 do I go wrong? Like. Where did I go wrong in that process of, watch, I'm not watching it close enough? Or? Were you watching yourself overreact to it? Yeah. Give me an example of overreacting to it. I was just talking with, with someone about um, 
biting my nails. Like I've been biting my nails since I was a kid and I can't stop. <laughs> right. And uh, you know, I'll go a few days, like I'm trying to be more mindful and I'll go a few days without doing it. And then before I know it, you know, something will be on my mind. I'll be biting my nails for like a while before I even know, notice that I'm doing it. So like, I think that I'm watching my thoughts and then before I know it, it's like it's, it's already overtaken me before I know it. So. Right. Oh, I see. And so when you do notice it, that's all to it. Yeah. When you notice, wow, I'm biting my nails. I didn't realize I was, right? Don't call it good or bad. Don't, don't put any identity onto it. Don't say, oh, man, I'm crazy or anything because you want to let go of all identities. Stop using I with identities. And then eventually you start catching it, and it'll be done. But if you don't put inner energy into it by judging yourself or calling yourself blind or I can't do this, then it's going to last. If you don't put that energy, it'll disappear. You become more and more aware of it, and the awareness is what destroys the darkness. So, that's, so even if you cut yourself out, if you say cat, don't cut, don't, don't judge yourself. <laughs> All right. All right. Just see here's the deal, folks. God does not need our help. Really, there's nothing he we can do. He doesn't need our help. Somebody wrote a prayer this morning. Somebody, Lord, please help. Thank you for helping me carry my burdens. I'm like, what burdens are they carrying? We are not supposed to be carrying any burdens at all, any load. Our way should be easy and light. And so if your way is not easy and light, you're playing God. You're playing God. You don't have faith in God at all. You're saying you do, but you're lying. We shouldn't be carrying anything. It's spiritual. Isn't it like dumb, kind of real dumb, that we fight one another, we fight ourselves, when we're not even fighting ourselves, we fight illusions. We're not even fighting a real person. We're fighting egos. Don't you think that's kind of dumb? What a mess. Yes, Nick. No. You had your hand? You did have your hand, all right. The moment may have passed, but what did you just say? Did you just say, even if you cuss yourself out, don't judge yourself? Right. Oh, okay. Just want to clarify that. Yeah. The only way you're cursing yourself out because you still think it's you. Look how dumb I am. I can't believe I'm so stupid. You, you're worshiping the devil. All emotions, whether so-called good or bad, is idol worshiping. You worship the devil. All who lives in their thoughts are worshiping the devil. Even when you're in your thoughts thinking about Jesus, you're worshiping the devil. You're not thinking about Jesus. All thoughts must die. They must die. In order to live, the thoughts must die. You must be born again. But you must be born again away from the ego into who you really are. You must die spiritually. And then after that, there is no more dying. Death doesn't even exist. 
Did you know that death is just an illusion too? It's just a word. It's not even real. We were not created to die. Uh-huh. We were not created. And people are afraid of death. And death is just a word. It has no meaning. Isn't that amazing? They're afraid of a word. Because when they, whoever created the word death, they put all these false meanings. Oh, you're going to die and go to hell. No, you're already in hell. <laughs> if you're afraid of death, you're already in hell. You're not going to go to hell. You're in hell. It's just a word. That's why when you're born again, you overcome words as well. And that way you can't be, manipula be manipulated and controlled by words. Um, did I see a hand somewhere? Yes. I was, just, uh, I was just listening to someone talk about how therapy oftentimes, when people go to therapists, it actually makes the situation a lot worse because they'll say, you have you know, narcissistic personality disorder, you have bipolar, you have this, you have that. And then you start identifying with it. It puts in that fear of, oh, I guess this is what I am now. And you start identifying with it. And you, the more you like, live in that, the, more, the, the worse it, it, it gets. Yeah. And they, a lot of people go there to get help, but it actually gets worse. They are keeping you in hell. And they think they're smart because they have a title. Psychiatrist, psychologist, counsel, preacher, lawyer, doctor. Those people are dumb as they're doing now. <laughs> they love their titles. And they keep you in hell by telling you, oh, you're an alcoholic. And you're going to always be an alcoholic. Now you need someone to call up when you feel like you want to drink. And you call the other person, up, hey, I feel like I want to drink. They're already drunk. <laughs> but they come to your side. Right. Now, don't take that drain. Bring it over here. Yes. And a lot of people get into those fields anyway because they're trying to help themselves. They're so messed up. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't trust people. Stop trusting people. You don't have any friends. You don't have any family. Stop trusting people. And the way you stop trusting them is... You don't walk around not just, oh, I don't trust you, right? <laughs> you walk around knowing that all your faith and who you are, everything you look for is with you. That way you can be around other people, enjoy, have fun, but you don't put your faith in them. You lose the fear over titles and personalities and things like that, but you get the message. And that's what he messed up with Christ. Christ came, and he was just like us. He brought a message, except he had not sinned, right? He brought a message, and he was like, my daddy sent me, and he, want, he, he made it possible so y'all can come back home. Life is about a return to the Father, right? He made it possible so y'all can come back home by sending me. And uh, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to go down here to hell, so he's going to take me in, and he, does, he shouldn't take me in because I've never done anything wrong. He deserves you guys because you all have done things wrong, sin. But he doesn't deserve me. I haven't done anything wrong. Satan so took him in. He should not have taken Christ in. If he had not taken Christ into hell, we would still be in hell. There would be no way out. And so he took Christ in, and, and he, by doing that, Christ made it possible for us to return to the Father. And that's all we need to do is return to the Father. We're just lost. We were turned away from the Father. We were just lost out in the wilderness doing all these crazy things, believing all these lies. 
you just lost. It's all wrong. You're just turned away from the Father. Amazing, huh? The young man in the hat. How you doing, sir? Back in the back, yeah. Is this helpful? Yes, sir, it is. Did you go and forgive? Yes, sir. You forgave your mother? Yes, sir. How did it go? Uh, it was hard because I never opened up to her throughout my life. So, yeah. It was, it was hard, hard to do? Yeah, it was hard. And so what you did it anyway? Yes, sir. And so how, is this your first time here? Yes, sir. What's your name? Knesse. Le I'm sorry? Knesse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Knesse. Yes, sir. Nice. Uh, you forgave your father too? Not that I don't recall, no. Uh, you haven't gone to him? No, because I never had the chance to tell him. Is he still living? Uh, yeah, yes, sir. He's living? And why don't you tell him you're sorry for resenting him? Because uh, I haven't seen him in like five years. So, oh. Yeah. Uh, do you know where he's uh, located? Yes, sir. He's in North Carolina. So why don't you contact him? Uh, I want to uh, uh, talk to him face to face. That's why. I'm sorry? I want to talk to him face to face. Oh, I see. Yeah. Can you FaceTime with him? Uh, like on the computer thing? Uh, no. Any questions about anything? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Amazing. Um, do you want to come up and tell us about you? Um, oh, hold on a minute. I'm getting you the mic right here. Uh, I could, I guess. I'm sorry? I can. Okay. Do you don't mind being on camera? Um, not really, no. <laughs> I'm sorry? Not really. You don't mind? No. Oh, come up and tell us a little bit about you. Uh-huh. Murder. Murder. It's <laughs> 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 right here and that way, see. You're tall, man. <laughs> you play basketball? Uh, table tennis. Table tennis? Yeah. Oh. So tell us, what, James? He's too, probably too tall for the camera right now. Oh, you're tall. <laughs> How tall are you? Two meters. Maybe you sit on the black one because that other one is a little bit lower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ooh, don't you feel a beta now? <laughs> Did you do your friend with a beta? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. Um, my name is uh, Christopas, and I'm from Europe, just traveling the U.S. Nice. Yeah, that's about it. And this is your first time here? Uh, second time in the uh, U.S., but first time in Alec. Nice. Yeah. And did you, you have fear? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. So the moment I invite you to come up, what was the first thing with your mind and feelings? Uh, I didn't think much, I guess. If I did, I, I wouldn't come, I guess. You wouldn't come? Had you, had you gotten into thoughts about it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You just faced it, right? Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> and so you went and forgave your mother? Uh, yes, I did. How'd that go? Um, it didn't go very smooth, but uh, I just did it, I guess. Uh, it was hard to do it at first, like to get at the right moment. I was like procrastinating, procrastinating uh, for a long time. 
And then, so you were, you were nervous when you finally did it? Uh, yeah, I mean. And what was her reaction? Uh, it was very quick. I just said, like, I forgive you, and she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we didn't go very deep into it, so, but, yeah. He said, Mom, I forgive you, and you ran? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you forgave your father? Yes. How did that go? Um, it went uh, okay. It went okay? Yeah. Nice. Um, any questions or comments or anything? Um, not at the moment, I guess. So we need to say to your friend for being a beta. <laughs> Better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, happy, ah. happy White History Month. Oh, yeah. Happy White History Month, man. July just feel white, huh? It does. Should I say this here or take that back? I can take that back. No, I'll take that back. Amazing. Now you got egg on your face all the rest of the trip. You got to face your fear. That's the whole point. You got to face the fear. Um, so what I want to do is deal with the biblical questions. Did you have your hand, Frankie, a while back? I did. Oh, okay. I thought I saw it. So it kind of reminds me of a story. I heard somebody talking on the radio. Hold on one story. Don't, I want to push this and push this. You got to face the fear. You got to face the loneliness. You got to face the sadness. You got to face the anger. And I promise you, I'm not God, so it's not like I'm going to make you free. You will be free. And you'll start living this life in a totally different way. You may go anywhere, do anything, and never worry about anything. You could be free right here in your life. You don't have to wait to die. You can live right now. But Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, the, two, the two first human beings that ever live, uh, they went through the exact same thing we're going through right now, the anger, you know, Cain and Abel. And oh, yeah. He allowed his anger to kill his own brother, and we're, we're doing the exact same thing. We allow our own anger, our jealousy, our rage to, uh, that's what it's going to lead to. It's going to lying and then murder. And, uh, every, you know, including me, I, I can see the same thing, you know, uh, you know, in that. So nice. Powerful. Just think about this. I want you to know this. And this is without a doubt. Everybody, you know, everyone you've ever seen, everyone you have will see, no matter how rich, how poor, how short, how tall, how fat, they got the same hell in them. They are unhappy people. They are. They, everyone you know, there's not one that don't have it. And that's why God said we all must return to the Father. We all must be born of the Spirit of the Father. And I'm telling you, ain't nothing wrong except that you turn away from the Father. You're in darkness and can't see. That's the only issue. Nothing that, it's all an illusion. It's not real. To not face fear is an illusion because fear is afraid of you, but you think you're afraid of fear, so you won't face it. It's all an illusion. Isn't that amazing? amazing. Mm -hmm. And then here you are afraid to face other people. They're afraid to face you. But they make and put on a better front than you. But they had the same fear that you're having in dealing with them. 
but you think in your mind that it's just you. Overcome thoughts, you can be free. It's an illusion. It's, it's so crazy that it is an illusion. Ain't nothing happening to you. You have never sinned. You have never done wrong. You have never done right. You have never been guilty. You have never been anything. You've been lied to by the churches and parents and the churches and school. It's not you. It doesn't make sense to take uh, antidepressant medication for spiritual issues and just stay in your hell. It get worse. Fight for your life. Do not give up. Don't quit. Don't, I've been doing it for 34 years now. And I ain't giving up. Because the more I get, the more I want. The more light you get, the more light you will want. Really. But you got to welcome the light in you. You got to hear the truth. And somebody says something about you, oh, okay. Give them the finger. The middle one. <laughs> I'm telling you, you could be free. The saint is a liar. Those feelings and thoughts Situation come, it brings on this stuff. It'll, it'll awaken that inside of you. Watch yourself feeling it. That's all you need to do. Don't run from it. Don't try to fight it. Let the light fight the darkness. So I want to deal with the uh, biblical question. Did you see how you had? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask because I want to, I want to bring a friend of mine, uh, but I don't want to... How can I ask... Uh, would I just ask, like, would you like to come to church with me? With, or, Because I don't want to ask him with ego, like, hey, bro, like, you should come. This is going to help you. Like, I, I don't want to say that because I, I feel like that would be ego, right? No, just say, hey, why don't you come? I want to invite you to church. Would, would come you like to come to church with me? I think you'll like it. Or just invite to come. Keep it simple. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> would you like to come to church with me? I'm sorry? Yeah, like, just tell him, like, hey, would, would you like to church, come yeah. to church with me? Yeah, because uh, he told me, he's like, hey, man, like, you and your wife went to, uh, your wife told me you guys went to church. He, and why did you invite him then? But he no no because he 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 heard of you and this is the funny part. He said you were a far right nationalist. I and, am. And, and, yeah, and I, <laughs> that wasn't no that's lie. That's what they say. And then he's like, yeah, he's like, you should you, just you, say right not, on, buddy. Huh? And then no fighting. <laughs> but see, that's another example of fighting over titles. Yeah. That's how you may say, okay, I'm a far right national. Oh, okay, and that means what? And it's not who I am anyway, it's what I do. <laughs> yeah. It's no. not who I am. And, 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 the, and I'm refusing to take on any more titles, no more ident identity. You want to be free of all identities. Yeah. So when they tell you you're alcoholic, no, you're not. Yeah. You drink alcohol, but that's not who you are. You just don't know how to have a drink. I'm sorry? You don't know how to drink, that's the only difference. You said that you're not an alcoholic. You just, you just don't know how to. You you drink with no sense. Yeah, that's what you said last time. Yeah. But yeah, and um, and it's funny because before before <clears throat> when I I wanted to invite him, like you said then, and then he's uh, he said, oh my sister says he's a white supremacist. In my head, I'm like, dude, you guys don't even know how he looks like. And then yeah, I told him, like, you know black. he's black, right? I was like, you know he's black. He's like, oh, well we'll talk about it another time. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I got to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they put these titles on us so we can fight one another. That's why they give us all these different titles. A white nationalist, a black nationalist, 
this or that, right? And then if you identify with those titles, oh yeah, I'm a white nationalist, you're ready to fight the non-white nationalists, or, the, or everybody hate everybody. The Jews hate the white. Who the Jews hate? The Jews hate the Palestine, I think. Huh? Jesus. And the Palestinians hate the Jews. And the whites hate the Jews. And the blacks hate the whites. And so on and so on. It's a setup. And yet we all have to go home. We'd be lonely. We'd be angry. We'd be afraid. We'd be sad. Not knowing that everybody got the same thing going on. So, so be grateful for America. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted uh, the biblical question. What are you committed to? What are you committed to? And Sean came up with this, my uh, producer. And so I want to get to him in a minute to see what made him come up with that. What are you committed to? Initially, when I heard the question, I pondered for a moment, and I, in my head, I thought, well, I'm committed to being present and staying out of my thoughts. However, and I am, and I do feel like that's true. However, I did hear an interesting call between you and a woman named Kaya, and she brought up a very interesting point. From she, North Carolina. Hey, Kaya. She, yeah, I enjoyed Shout out that. to Kaya. Shout out to Kaya. I enjoyed your call with her. Um, she mentioned how even to say that, though, is you're still thinking that you're committed, so it gives the enemy sort of an avenue to get in there yeah. and wreak havoc. So I'm not, I'm uncertain of my answer at this point. I'd like to say I'm committed to staying out of my thoughts, staying out of my head. Um, that's been a huge challenge for me, you know, 40 plus plus years of conditioning. And yeah. it's just been an ongoing um, challenge. And real quick, I just want, may I just ask yes, something of you? Yes, absolutely. I, I'm, at, I'm at the, what? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, so I'm at this point where I don't know anything. Like, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, for example, a few nights ago. And I opened my closet, and, I, and they're packed to the hilts, both, all my closets. And I just started pulling things out. And I ended up with, like, four garbage bags full of clothes, got rid of them. Uh, in terms of my career, I don't even know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, am I doing it because I really am led to do it by God? Or why am I doing what I'm doing? So I'm really finding that I'm so empty now that I don't know how to maneuver through that. Like, I don't know. Am I making any sense? Yes. So 100%. what do I... I don't know where to go from here. I'm in a, in, a, in a weird spot. I'm not happy, I'm not sad about it. I don't have anxiety about it. However, it's, it's just interesting and I'm not sure what to do, just be still in that. And so your question is, you right now you're like empty, you don't know what to do? Right, I just don't know who I am. Like I don't know, I don't know even the way I dress, the way I, 
do my hair the way I like who who is that like why do I do it that way and yeah. is it important and who am I really because I don't feel like I am who I appear to you know what I'm, I, I don't even know how to articulate no you're doing fine Jesse you're doing fine uh, but I don't where, where do I go from here like what do I based on what I just said right an understanding what now Amazing. Hake want to respond first, <laughs> and then I put, it's a really, I know totally it's clear, but Hake want to respond to it. You know who Hake is? Hake. His show comes on after mine. sorry? His show comes on right after mine. He a white nationalist, too. <laughs> he wears the confederate, <laughs> he wears the confederate flag on the show at times. <laughs> go ahead. Hey, where does she go from that, from here? Just, just be where you are and do what's in front of you to do that you know you have to do, and enjoy it. I guess. Have you ever been? To, you understand that position she's in right now? A little bit, yeah. And what did you? What do you understand about it? What happened to you? Because this is about working on self. You got to work on yourself. And so what do you understand about it? It's like when you have a day off and all of a sudden your, your schedule's not already pre-laid out for you. And so you've, either you jump and do something exciting or you just, something finds you to do. Yeah. It's what it, it's what it sounds like to me. Okay. And then it's, but it is interesting how like you, your life takes a direction and sometimes you direct it and you direct it seemingly maybe for the worse. Yeah. But it's better if you don't direct it. Seemingly, seems like. The anchor baby want to add to it and then I put my little tooth in and we move on. Yes, anchor baby. Well, she said, I was interested how you said I'm in, I'm in a, you said, you said, I'm in this, I'm in this spot, I'm in this situation. I find it funny because what situation is that? Like, what really, what's, what is that? What spot or situation are you? What, what it is, it's just emptiness and the uncertainty that comes with that. You want to fill it and do something about it. Sounds, sounds like uh, you're on the right track. You know, also, also you're like, um, the way I dress and the way I look, and who is that? Which is an interesting question. I try and kind of stay in that space too. But also, sometimes you dress like that because it looks good. So, it's not that deep, sometimes. Yes, sir. You want to respond to that, yeah. Um, I would say she's kind of in a, in a perfect place uh, in that, uh, she can have everything from that place. She doesn't know what she wants, so maybe it means she has it. He's absolutely right. You're in a perfect spot. Not knowing what to do, not knowing who you are, not knowing what you want. You're not allowing the ego make you run around and try to feel that space, as hate was saying too. You, you're in a perfect spot. You're home. But the ego gonna make you want to do something. Oh, look at you. Who are you now? Where do I go from here? Go nowhere. 
you live right here in eternal life. There's nowhere else to go. Well, my concern, though, <laughs> is that, and I, and I understand, yeah. I receive all of that. Right. But just real quick, um, so that we can move on. Uh, my concern is that time is moving by swiftly, and there's so much that I, well, I don't even know if I want to do it. Who, who is it that wants to do it? But there's so, I feel like I'm going to be left behind, like I'm not going to have the opportunity to excel in the way I'd like to, right. just by sitting. But you still do your work, right? You still go to work or do your trade or whatever you're doing, right? Yeah. That is so deep what you're saying. I totally understand it. I'm just letting it go across the room a little bit so others can understand it too. Because if they stay with it, it's going to happen to them too. That It will happen to them. But hold that thought. Okay. All right. The young man in the white one. You're, you're absolutely right, man. You're home. He's right about that. And the devil wants you to have something to do. You just get up and go to work. You design your clothes. Whatever you do. Oh, let me just say this. I was going to say it. Don't do it in competition with anyone. Don't do it based on time. Because that's where the devil dwells in time. He want to keep you in time. You want to stay in the present where there is no time. It's just life. It's just eternal life. And you're going to always be on time. You'll never be late because you're not competing against anyone. There's nothing to think about for tomorrow or yesterday. Everything you want, everything you are, everything you need is right in the presence of the light, of love, of God. But the devil want to draw you out of the present and make you think, oh, you know how much, what's going to happen if you're not going to, they're not going to notice you. You're not going to get this. Yes, you will. And you'll get more than what you can imagine. I know exactly what you mean. And that's, uh, that's what the death is all about, is dying away from time. Eternal life is right here, right now, and everything you are, everything you want, everything you need, everything you will get is already given to you. You just, just need to live in present. Okay. There's nobody to rush with uh, or compare to or try to be like. You just live your life in the present. And nothing will be missing. Okay. I'll work on that. But, I just feel like when I'm idle, I could be doing things, but I'm just sitting there, and it's really alarming that I'm not doing something. <laughs> That's the devil tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't let him bully you. Okay. Don't give up. He's telling you those lies. I believe it. He really is. He's lying to you. And so I want you to stare at him. And he said, look, you wasted time. You just empty your closet. What a case, nutcase. And just lie. It's all lies. And then after I emptied it and gave all those things away, I was like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? I should have kept that, 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 that. That's the devil. Yeah. That's the, that's the devil. He want to keep you in time. He doesn't want you in eternity, in eternal life with the kingdom of heaven, God, everything is right here, right now. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes, sir. Thank you. And then I'll take you, Frank. Um, is overthinking considered like the nature of the devil? 100%. Anyone that's an overthinker is worshiping the devil. 100%. You're in time and not in present. There's nothing to think about except practical thoughts. 
Other than that, there's nothing. Let go of all thoughts. They are not from you, and they are not from God, and they are all an illusion. Definitely. Just, right just hearing her, because I feel like she was overthinking just the idol part. Yes. And I feel like it constantly happens to a lot of us. Maybe if we're not an idol, maybe at the point of movement, and it's just like you, you overthink it, and you got to kind of just take a step back and realize that you're in the light. Absolutely. And just maintain that faith. That's amazing. Yeah. 100%. For sure. And whomever said, I don't know that term, idol mind is a devil worshiper. I don't know what that means, but you want to stay away from the mind. You want to stay away from the thought, and you want to be present. And it's amazing. In the present, it's amazing. Even with the uh, disciples, a lot of them didn't recognize Jesus because they didn't stay present. That's why that guy, I read the other day, that's why that guy, uh, Judas, turned on him. Because he didn't stay present. He went away from the life for a moment and he forgot. And that's why they were able to seduce him and make him turn on the father. I mean, on the brother, Jesus. Because they, um, they offered him, when he turned away from Christ for a minute, he forgot about Christ. He lost reality of the present. And, they were, and so he was like, now he was afraid again. He was lonely. I'm just throwing out something. He's lonely. What am I going to do now? And they offered him silver. And when they offered him the money to turn on Jesus, he got a false sense of excitement, a false sense of life. And he was like, wow, this feels good. And so he turned on Jesus for the money, right? Because he gave him a false sense of feeling good. And then after a while, the false sense of feeling good with the money, the ego fell again and the excitement left. And Satan's like, what are you going to do now, right? And so he was so overwhelmed with guilt and stuff like that. Because he turned away from the Father, he forgot. That's why the greatest sin is forgiveness. When you forget to be present, you're back in hell. And so he was so overwhelmed with the ego, he went and hanged himself. It was a mess. So you want to be present. Don't be deceived. Get up and go to work. Do your best. Be grateful for your work. But don't get a sense of identity from it anymore. It's not who you are. It's just what you do. And if somebody says, oh, I really like your work, right on, you're tough. You're like, oh, okay, thank you. Don't get a sense of high from that either, because that same person come back and say, oh, your work is awful. And now you're like, oh, whatever. You're mad. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're both imposters. Yeah. Amazing, huh? Yeah. So you're at home. Stay home. I am. All right. Um, what do you think about all that? You're from Europe, right? No. Where you from? <laughs> Shout out to Europe. I'm from Ohio. No, but oh, you were born in this country? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were born in England somewhere. Your folks are over no. there, right? <laughs> I, I'm from Ohio. I was born in Ohio. Oh. Midwest. But your Who folks did? all live over, over in Europe somewhere? No. Oh, we're, your we're, sister live here too? Yeah. She's what in the? Cincinnati. I was going to say, they're Shout your out. people. <laughs> I mean... Right on. I don't know. I'm like, I'll, oh, I thought up? you from Europe. Okay. Okay. My bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't be mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. No, I said my bag. Oh, I thought you said I'm not mad. I'm, no. Uh, not your bag? This is weird. Okay, let's start oh. over. Good morning. <laughs> what do I, my, oh, anyway, uh, what do I think about all of this? Yes. Um, <laughs> 
I've been really thinking a lot, and uh, I needed to hear a lot of this, particularly what you just said, um, and everything that came after that, because I think in a lot of ways, I am home, and just like you, we have just a very parallel experience in this walk, and um, I gave something away this week, and as soon as I did that, like it literally as soon as I did that and turned around, I saw my thoughts come in, why did you do that? And, yeah. then, and I saw that and I sat with it, but I sat with it for like eight hours until I started like recalculating whether I should try to like, not. anyway, what that did, <laughs> I love math. Um, what that did for the rest of the week is um, it just kicked a lot of demons to the point where there was a day where I literally, it was one after the next, after the next, after the next. And I could see the demons and other people. But man, I'll tell you, when I got home that day, I, I was like, the road is so narrow because there, there's actually nobody to talk to about. There's nothing to talk about. And no. talking about it just fans the flame of the demonic, the d demonic world around me. And I don't know. I, I got home and I, I, there was no choice but to sit still. Most people don't know? understand what you're talking about anyway. It's like speaking in tongues. Right. Well, I saw that, too, as I was driving. I had a good, solid amount of time to watch all of this and yeah. that instinct to want to reach out and talk and know that it, it really was like just a spiritual battle. So I don't know. And then on the drive here this morning, I could hear the devil like, why don't you just quit? Why don't you just give up? Why don't you go back to your own life? Maybe you're really depressed. Maybe, you know, to the point where like I didn't. I've just been really kind of irritated since I've walked in and knowing that I'm being attacked, but almost like, so what do I think about all of this? I think it's just, it's ongoing. It is. Um, so you're irritated by. I'm not irritated about, right now. You were irritated about being attacked by the devil this morning? Just, I think, in general, that it's like a... I know what you mean. Yeah. The devil tell you that, oh, how long is this going to last? And he'll make you feel a certain way and because you don't see the thoughts coming? Well, this morning, it wasn't even how long is this going to last. It was more like, why don't you just give up? Right. You know? And then I started kind of, as I was getting on the freeway, I, I could feel my body changing, like, into this old person that I used to be and then I could see this anger come up and I literally I parked my car as I was putting it in park I was like I'm ready to fight you know and I was like wow this is crazy like I don't I, I can't even really tell you one specific thing that I was even angry at you know and I had to just sit there for a second in my car like I, want, I don't uh, want to this isn't me that yeah. wants to fight I want to add to that yeah. it's gonna if you stay with it and don't let the devil bully you. Don't give up. It's going to happen to you, too. It's going to feel, like, overwhelming. And the devil going to tell you, you might, you know, won't you just give up and go back to your life? Live your life. And it sounds like you, and it'll feel like it makes sense, but it doesn't. 
the devil is afraid to depart from you. And he knows that if you stay on the straight and narrow and keep the light on him, he literally has no choice but to depart from you. It is happening. It is truly happening. And that's him talking to you, the spirit of evil, because all human beings are possessed in spirit and emotions, in uh, mind and emotion. And the devil doesn't want to lead the body. It's not you. No matter what, don't care how overwhelming. As a matter of fact, you become overwhelmed by it. You just feel like, what the? Welcome that feeling too. Yeah. Go into that layer of whatever you feel like. Go into it and pass through it. Go through the fire. Yeah, I mean, I am, you know, I don't, I, like when I really sit with it, it's I see that there's just, I'm, ar I'm already living in hell, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then to be able to see that I'm living in hell, it's like, okay, well, I see that now. When I say there is no choice, it's like, I mean, there always is, but it just seems so obvious that I'm going to walk awake and with God. Um, it's just, I get, it's just wild to see. Sometimes I feel like because I can see the thoughts, it's like a a video game of like Frogger, but like at twenty times speed, like zoom, 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 zoom. You know what I mean? Yeah, eventually they'll <laughs> slow down. If you stay watching, eventually yeah. they'll slow down to the point of disappear. Sometimes it is. Sometimes yeah. it is. And I, you know, I had, I had some. Well, I don't know. It's just I, I, to see a lot is, is a gift, and then it, it does sometimes feel like a burden, and then I think that God's burden is easy. It's, you know, that's, I don't know. I think this, this week I kind of just turned into a scrambled egg, and it started off by me genuinely giving something away. Do you clearly understand that you're possessed? Though? It's I, not do, yeah. I do. I do. Yes, that I do see that. That way the devil can't make you give up. As long as you know you're possessed, it's not you, you'll be fine. Okay. Just don't give up. I, I don't mean, care who else yeah. walk away from it, whomever gives up, wish them well, you stay with it. Be willing to stand alone. You must I, stand alone. Yeah. This is a I, path that you must take alone. I, I really, I know that, and I yeah. really, really saw that this week, like on a visceral level. <laughs> yeah, I got to move on, yeah. so... That's all you got to say? What the? I mean, okay. oh, I don't know. You wanted to move on? Whatever. Yes. I, I would get this mic out of my Yes, right. And then here, and then Sean. Yes. Did you see how you had? I did. Okay. Uh, what her issue, uh, you talked about that feeling, and I experienced that same thing. And uh, if, for me, I, I understand why, you know, you, you hear those stories of the people living on a mountain, monastery, the monks, and... <laughs> What it is, is, uh, is death of the ego. When my ego started to die, I didn't realize, uh, you know, like a tree's got roots. There are so many roots in, inside of you, you don't, you're not even aware, totally asleep. And when it comes up, uh, it means your life and you have to be willing to die. And so yeah. give up and let it die and experience it, not try to keep it alive with things and food. And, and, and for me, it just... Uh, um, 
oh my God, I'm sitting on a couch by myself, no radio, no TV, no phone, no, no nothing is, is just, uh, uh, it's the hardest thing in the world, it was. Yeah, you when you ride down the road, be aware of your hand, but I mean, not having an accident, you want to be logic, <laughs> but be aware with your hand on the steering wheel. Just kind of take a glass at your hand. You want to practice keeping your mind where your body is. But don't get so caught up that you have an accident now. But just lightly, all right? Slightly. Uh, absolutely. Here, and then, I, and then, Sean, and then, I. yes, sir. Well, I think <clears throat> when she's saying she's feeling kind of stuck or not knowing where exactly is this kind of like your ego could be dying away so you don't identify with the way you were so you kind of seeing yourself and like well who am i now if i'm not that way i was like i i just lost the thirst for drinking beers and now it's like <clears throat> i don't really think about it but when i'm not drinking I'm, I'm maybe it's my body used to the sugar or whatever but it's like i need something to drink but i don't know what i want to drink because i don't i never buy drinks i don't drink soda or whatever so I just get water but yeah it's, you kind of you don't identify with that anymore so it's kind of becoming a new person so it's, What's it's not that you're in a bad state of being it's just you don't know exactly who you are because you know who you what, were but you're not that because of time what's important to you what's important to me no what are you committed what to am I committed to uh, not much just living day to day the best I can okay and doing yeah what's in front of me I don't I'm not trying to have a career or go along a certain path I'm just kind of always been this just kind of free-flowing right. dealing with what's in front of me and that's what I'm committed to I'm not I don't want to commit to anything else what I'm are you committed control. to um, at the moment it's uh, exploring the United States with my friends I don't have any uh, long-term plans of, of what I want to be or where I want to go, so I'm just taking it one step. All right, all right. Nice. Any questions about anything? Um, not really. I like the, the talk you gave. All right, all right. What are you committed to? Beta. <laughs> <laughs> Overcoming the fear. Overcoming the fear. <laughs> uh, yeah, having a good time with my friends, making money. Yeah, having fun and making money. All right, all right. Okay. Sean, you came up with this biblical question, and, and why? My dad actually came up with the question. Oh, and I, nice. We uh, talked about it a little bit, but um, I don't know why, how, where it came from or how he came up with it. But and what are you committed to? Um, I'm committed to not having an opinion about anything. And not that I try to force myself to be that way. It's just I found myself now to really not have a an, an opinion or you know a judgment about anything and um you know i used to go into situations that i know might be sort of a conflict type tense kind of situation where i might experience some of that and i'd say to myself you know there's no way that this could possibly turn out where i would get angry or or even happy like no matter how it turns out it's not going to be affecting me and I really don't have to say that to myself any anymore right about things you know I, I um, so um, you know when I was little growing up I would 
get really like into things for a short amount of time. Like I'd, I'd commit myself to something and I'd get really into it and then I'd just drop it. Like I had like a two week rule with activities or something, I'd get really into it and then I'd get over it. I'd think I would try to like get something out of it. Yeah. And I'd do that over and over and over again growing up. And now I just uh, find myself to not really have an opinion about anything. Danielle's um, situation I totally identified with. I feel, I feel very similar in that it feels, just because it feels weird to not have an opinion about things and to have all these questions doesn't mean it's not uh, normal. Yeah. Or that you're not in the right spot, you know? Just like when people are going through things and they say, well, um, you know, just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. <laughs> just because, in fact, it's the opposite. Because it's common, you know that it's not normal. Yeah. Because every 99% of people, you That's know. That's a good point. Amazing. Um, so I, that's what I would say. I'd say I'm committed to not having an opinion about anything. Nice. Yes, Doug, last word. What are you committed to? I want to say that I'm committed to being in the present, but I do see myself out of the present a lot. And I do see that I am forgetful in that way. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's so black. Um, you know, I thought about this question. It's such a good question. I'm like, what am I committed to? And I was thinking, I don't know if I'm committed to anything. I am working on myself. I watch myself all the time now. I see light, and the more I see, the more I want. But I don't know if I'm committed to anything anymore. And I, that may be a good thing, because you just want to live. You want to be a living being. And if you're committed to something, it feels like ownership, like you got to try to make this work. And you can't make anything work. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. Of ourselves, we know nothing. And what I can see is that we just need to be committed to seeking the Father, returning to the Father, forgiving, doing a silent prayer, and watching. And as Doug just said, most people forget to watch. Do not forget to watch. Watch what's going on inside of you. Watch what's going on. And you're going to always see what's going on inside of others. That's your protection. But you won't be, you won't be able to judge them because you know it's not them. Because they are created too in the image of God. And so this action that you see coming from them is a false illusion of them just as it is in you. You can't even hate your enemy. Your enemy know not what they do. Speak up, but don't resent. Don't resent. Speak up, but don't resent. Cut out the argument, all right? Let go. Just let go and live. Life is already laid out for you. It really, but you got to remember to stay present with the Father. And not be like the lost sheep out there in the woods somewhere, turn away from the Father. Come home and stay home. And if you do get caught up because you still have the wrong identity, don't freak. Don't freak out. Don't worry. Just come back to the moment. Come back to the present. And it's all fine. And one last thing about that. Whatever, if your little feelings are being hurt, if you're becoming afraid or you feel angry, anger, or you feel lost or lonely or depressed or someone hurt your feeling, you thought you were smart and it made you look dumb. 
be glad for those feelings. Meaning be glad to see that so you can overcome that. It's just another false illusion of yourself and that situation is giving you an opportunity to overcome it. Don't blame the other person or run away. Just watch it and you will overcome it. All right. Brand new biblical question. Lots of people are committing suicide nowadays. A lot of folks. Everybody and their mama. And my biblical question is, why do so many people commit suicide? Why do so many people commit suicide? I want to ask here with the hat. Yes. Why do so many people commit suicide? I think it's because they, they judge themselves. They judge themselves? And um, there's certain things that, that they see no way out of or they can't overcome and then they think it's the only solution. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, the man behind you in the black hat. Why do so many people commit suicide? Uh, I say they're stuck in their thoughts. Uh, they're stuck in their thoughts? Yeah. Have you ever thought about committing suicide? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. And why did you want to do it? Why did you think about uh, it? Probably because of the position of life I was in. I'm sorry? I was in a Speaking bad position. I was in a bad position in life. You, know? you were in a bad position yeah. in life? Yeah. And do you still think that way sometimes? Uh, no, sir. Good, man. I thought about that one time. As a matter of fact, I tried it twice over women. Uh -huh. Who the they didn't get my money, they wanted my life. Amazing, huh? Yeah. But we're going to deal with that. That's a bit, I don't want it anymore because I want the people to think about it. Anybody ever try, consider suicide? See, the devil is busy. He does, there's nothing new under the sun, really. So I hope that this helped today. Don't forget to do the silent prayer. Don't forget to watch. You got to work on your own life. Do not be afraid to stand alone. God is with you. And you'll be able to go out and associate with people. You'll be able to have fun. You'll be able to do what you do, but you won't identify with it. No more identities. That needs to die. All right? No more identities. No more identities. Let them all go. But stay with the silent prayer. And this whole idea of affirmative action, that's a good thing for the folks. You should always want everybody to be their best. Wish them well and not put something in their way that will hold them back in life just so you can feel good about yourself. All right? We should love one another, even our enemy. So do the silent prayer. Become your own person and watch. Do the practical thing. Go to work. Make a meal. You know, put gas in your car. And uh, you'll be fine. But you got to, you can be free right here. You can overcome the fear. Anyone that has anger has fear. Anyone that has fear has hatred. Satan is your daddy. Turn around and go back home to the Father. All right. I hope this helped today. Happy Fourth of July. And we will be here on the Fourth of July tomorrow and the Fourth of July doing the radio shows. All right. Thank you all and thank you all. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, amazing. Uh, Hake is coming with the credit card for donations.